So Kamalin, usually with us on a Monday, we're going to grab a hold of him on a Tuesday because he took President's Day off to go and, uh, I don't know, what'd you go have a uh, visit a salad bar somewhere, someplace, go hiking? What'd you do, Kyle? Kyle Malin. I took a nap, man. I, I did a lot of sleeping. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I'd lost you. I you, you Don't scare me like that. Come on. I know. I, I was putting trying to put the fear of God into you. I hear you were making fun oh, of me yesterday. Fine. Only a little bit. You know, <laughs> it, it's it's just somebody's got to do it, right? Uh, yeah. All right. So let's jump right back on the horse here real quick. I'm talking to my buddy Scott yesterday. And we're talking about the uh, the primary in South Carolina coming up, and then we got Super Tuesday and all of that. And he said, "What does it really matter? Trump's going to be the guy." Is that a bad attitude? Complacent? Uh, I mean, why does it, why should we worry about the twenty seventh? I don't know if we really should. To be honest, yeah. I mean, on the Republican <laughs> side, uh, on the Republican side, the the whole point. Let's back up a little bit. The whole point of having these primaries is to determine for the state parties, for the respective state parties, which delegates they're going to send to the national committee. That, yes. That's really to the convention later this summer. That's what this is all about. And on the Republican side, only 15% of the delegates that are being sent to Milwaukee this summer will come from this election. Um, the other 85% are going to be selected March 2 by folks who are essentially insiders within the Michigan Republican Party. Those are the people who are going to be deciding, 85% of them, and they're all going to pick Donald Trump. Just, I mean, that's just the reality it. of it. Right. And so on the Republican side, you're going to basically show your support or your opposition to Donald Trump. That's, that's why you're going. Um, and then on the Democratic side, the, the only reason you would go is if you're not happy with Joe Biden, and you want to do a protest, uncommitted vote, or you want to pick one of the other two options on the ballot. Um, but even then, uh, it, it's not going to have any real functional impact other than just to show Joe Biden where you feel. As far as the parties go, uh, there, are, there are a couple other relevant reasons why this primary matters, but none of them really for the voters. One of them is state parties. They want to drive out turnout. Because they want to show, first of all, they want to show a show of strength. But they also, this is kind of a practice run for them, uh, because of this whole early voting situation that you were talking to uh, uh, Clerk Swope mm-hmm. about a little earlier. Um, this is a new deal. And uh, I, I heard your report that you talked about, about how uh, this early voting uh, may actually be decreasing turnout uh, yes. because the party resources are spread thin. I think that's valid. I, I wouldn't disagree that that's a real possibility. And these parties want to avoid that. And so this gives them an opportunity to uh, figure out this dry run, if you will, till November or August, I suppose. But there's not really any real primary that they got to worry about there. But uh, this is this is really their opportunity to see what works, what doesn't work, what needs to be fine-tuned for November. And I think actually this primary is probably the most important for clerks like Chris Swope to uh, see what they have to do to make sure that what will be the new normal for them going forward works. Kyle, I, everybody talks about why doesn't Nikki Haley get out because she's hurting the party. Um, I don't know. I don't. I I don't see her 
staying in actually hurting the party. I, I, I really don't. Um, explain that to me. Because to me, if you get to the convention, to me, a, a convention ought to be a raucous sort of, uh, you know, way to pick a candidate. Which early on, I mean, years and years ago, they used to be. Now it's just sort of a rah-rah time. Uh, so why, what's the hurt to the party if she stays in? I, I, I heard the argument before that uh, if there's somebody else within the Republican Party taking shots at your nominee, that that weakens them somehow. I, I don't know if there's any statistical data to back that up. I think it's just kind of a feel-good mechanism for those who support the person who's in the lead, and in this case, Donald Trump. Uh, I don't think it hurts at all to have her in. Um, because Trump's going to ultimately win if, you know, barring something uh, happening in the courts or, or something of those lines. Um, so she's likely staying in because uh, just in case something happens. Uh, but more functionally, she, she still has the money. As long as there's people who are willing to fund her campaign, she's going to stay in as long as the money is there for her to continue to campaign. And as soon as the big donors like the Koch brothers uh, decide, yeah, you know what, uh, yeah, we're, we're done with this, uh, she's going to pull the plug. And it probably won't be plugged any earlier, unplugged earlier than that. Uh, and in the meantime, she presents an interesting sideshow. But uh, yeah. I, I'm not, <laughs> South Carolina is showing that it's not really connecting with a majority of the Republican Party in her own state. All right. I want to scooch ahead in just a couple of minutes we have left here. Kyle Malin, MERS News with us. Uh, the Citizens Research Council, a uh, big webinar, uh, 1 o'clock today. You're going to be a part of that, huh? Yeah. So the Citizens Research Council has invited me to participate in their webinar at 1 o'clock. And it's open to anyone who wants to pre-register. Just go to, just type in Citizens Research Council of Michigan into your a browser, and um, uh, you can go to their website, and on the top it just says events, and just click on that and scroll down, and you'll see uh, where you can register for this uh, webinar on the governor's executive budget. Uh, this is about going to run a little over an hour, but obviously you don't have to stay for the whole thing. But if you want to uh, really kind of understand a little bit more what this budget is, some of the big changes that are being proposed, and maybe some of the pitfalls, uh, I would recommend uh, listening to the analysis here. I'll be asking some questions uh, later in the um, in the webinar. And uh, if you can't listen today at 1 o'clock, they're going to archive it later so you can go back and, and learn more from the experts as to what this budget does. Cool. Uh, and then maybe next week we uh, do a recap, I suppose. Huh? Oh, yeah, I can't make it, so, like yeah. Uh, let's look at doing that. Uh, Kyle Malin, MERS News. Uh, appreciate your time, Kyle. As always. Yeah. You know what I like about talking to you is you understand that I have a busy life. Everybody else has a busy life. We're regular, normal people, and we can't just devour this stuff every day of the week, every minute, and every hour. And so you kind of boil it all down for us, and I appreciate that. You're like a little chef back in the kitchen cooking up stuff for us. Huh? My wife would probably agree with that since I'm since I cook <laughs> a lot of go. meals for her. Yeah, well, I like that. So you're like a, a tray of cookies for us. I appreciate it. Hey, Kyle, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mike. You too. See you, buddy. 1320 WILS. Oh,